Yo, Wagwan, this is your boy Matsu Johnson, Jamaican in the 915, and we're now on El Paso Creatives Podcast. Let's go. Let's go, bro. So, Matthew, the first things I want to ask you is, um, you know, what first got you into music? Why is music inspiring? I know you do acting as well, but what first got you into loving music? So, you know, I'm born and raised in uh, New York City, and I recently came to El Paso in the last decade, and uh, I just was around many, many musical things and acting stuff all around the uh, five boroughs of New York. My parents used to take me to lots of concerts, reggae concerts, R&B concerts, especially hip hop concerts. I've been just, you know, entrenched in creativity living in New York City. And New York City is the mecca of entertainment. Yeah. That's what got me into music. Mm-hmm. And, and being in your time in New York, and so you were born and raised in New York, right? Yes, sir. I'm from yeah. Staten Island, New York. Shaolin. Awesome. Or- so um, growing up in New York, what did you experience? What did you see? How did you grow in the industry in New York? So I was just around a lot of different entertainers. You know, my dad had me around a lot of reggae entertainers like Pablo Moses, uh, Grammy-winning reggae band Steel Pulse, you know, David Hines, and... I was just around those people and they threw like concerts. My dad was a promoter for a little bit, throwing uh, concerts such as Reggae Under the Stars and I would be around that. And uh, I was just around all those things, man. Awesome, awesome. And you started your first, I think your first group in New York too, right? Your first music group. Yeah, like this is, um, my first group was called Mixed. Mm-hmm. And then it had a, a girl in it called named Issa, <laughs> not called, named Issa and Roberto Wallace. And then we had a first single called Suddenly. And our uh, manager's name was uh, B. Montgomery, you know, and she's the one who opened the doors for us in New York City. And she had us performing at the Decade Nightclub, opening up for acts like Soul For Real and Bone Thugs and Harmony and, you know, legends like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so being in all those shows, what did you learn from them or how did you grow from being in all those? Well, we learned stage presence. We learned how to uh, develop a sound and how to draw in an audience while we were performing because, you know, we were new to performing. So she helped develop me as an act, you know, even though it was a group, she helped develop me. And then um, after that, I would go solo, you know, because the group didn't last. Obviously, I'm a solo artist now. So that helped me and that uh, polished me a little bit to know how to command the stage. Mm-hmm. And, and also, so like being in New York, it, you were barely getting started, right? You were barely learning and all that. What were some of the, maybe the hardest parts or challenging parts of getting started and keep pushing yourself and growing more in it? So, I mean, if you don't have a team and you don't have somebody that has the right network or the right platforms to push you out there, it's going to be harder to be developed as an artist. So those are the kind of things that I needed to learn and I needed to have to build me as an artist and as a brand. And it all started at the age of 14 years old. I love before that, but professionally around 14. So, so very young. So at a very young age, you had to really, did you figure it out on your own or you, well, you had to help with your managers and your, your band and all that. But um, yeah. after after New York, after all that, um, how did you transition? Did you come back over here to El Paso and live here in El Paso or did you went some, go somewhere else? No. So once I graduated, remember, I was in high school still when I was developing as an artist. 
So once I graduated from high school, I went to Long Island University for a few semesters and then I transferred over to England mm-hmm. for a few years. So I graduated when I was 17 from high school, bro, from St. Peter's. Nice. Wow, that was very yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> so so, so once, once that was over, I, I, you know, I went right to college. I was a music major at LIU in downtown mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And then from there, I went to um, England, man. Yeah. And so yeah. something interesting that I also wanted to ask you. So a lot of uh, people who are going into the art industry, they wonder, is college worth it going into like the music industry, art industry, filmmaking industry? Um, you being somebody that went through and experienced it, would you say that it's worth the time and investment to do it? Or would you? It depends on the person, man. You know, like school is like college and uni is not for everybody because some people get lucky enough or they're blessed enough to find the contacts to have them, you know, get a record deal or have a, a major management company pick them up and put them in uh, places or situations where they might be in a record company under a deal that they're developing them and they already have it all lined up. But if you're an independent artist, you have to go through the motions, man. You have to figure things out for yourself, you know? So I wasn't the person that got the deal straight off the bat. You feel what I'm saying? So I figured, you know what, let me go to school. Let me become a music major and further my craft. And that's where I learned theory and how to read music as well. And, and how important would you say it is for like somebody who's starting up to have these type of connections or find these kind of connections? Or how would you advise them to find these connections if they don't have them already? You got to network, man. You got to get out there. You got to go. If you're, if you're in a smaller town or even if you're in a small town that has a small little music community, uh, you got to go to all those places, man. You got to get out there. You have to network with these promoters, managers, if you can find them, mm-hmm. uh, agents. If you're an actor, if you're a model, you know, you have to network with these people. If you can't find these people, try to find people that know these people already mm-hmm. to see if that you can, if you can get into them, you exactly. know, you have, to, you have to have passion and drive for this, man. If you exactly. don't have that, it's gonna be hard and that's what i always tell people too i'm like you're not really gonna go as far as you want to if you're not really passionate and loving what you're doing yeah man and like like you said you know you do have to find a way to get out and know people but so now in the time that we're in now you know it's kind of harder to do all that how would you advise or what route would you advise people to take now in this time where everything's kind of virtual social distanced well man just like we're doing right now where are we on we're on social media Social media is the easiest way to market yourself nowadays. Mm-hmm. You have to, even to get in contact with the media, press, record labels, you know, as a singer, a songwriter, an artist, uh, a painting artist. There's ways to do it virtually through social media. Even as an actor, you can do like uh, pre-tapes and send it out to these apps and an agent might see you because, you know, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I was living in Toronto for the last, uh, let's see, the first six months, I was living there for 10 months from last July and I came back here in May. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. I was that up there, man, for my yeah. acting. And, and I agree with you. I agree with you because that's exactly how I even started before COVID happened. You know, last December, I started doing that. So the way I marketed was I literally went on Instagram on the search bar and I t- typed up El Paso photographers, El Paso models, El Paso artists. And I hit up everybody individually and I started networking that way. I started connecting with people that way. And that's how you got engagement. That's how you got your word out. That's how, you know, people started looking at you and your brand. So I agree with you hundred percent. Like there is a way, you know, there's never, there's never an impossible way to do something if you do have the drive and the passion for it. Um, 
so after New York, after you went to university, you went to Toronto, right? No, after uh, LIU, I actually transferred to uh, London, UK, man. So I was all over Europe. I was in Ireland. I was in Slovenia. I was in uh, Italy. I was in Austria. And then I just got a, a chance to take in other cultures, even though I am of a uh, Jamaican background. So I'm yeah. used to different vibes, you know, not just the regular American vibe. And I'm from, uh, I guess you could call New York City a melting pot. But I wanted to get out of New York. I wanted to even travel more than I did previously, you know. Yeah. And uh, I took my music career over there as well and developed over there, made contacts over there. And then after that, once I came back from the UK, that's when I came back over here to El Paso. And, and so your time over there in the UK and in London and all that, like, what did you, what did you experience there? What did you learn there? Man, I just uh, touched based with my roots, you know, cause they have a lot of Jamaican culture over there as well. Mm -hmm. And I uh, got introduced to a lot of different other uh, cultures and a lot of things I didn't know, especially about the troubles in Ireland. And I, I didn't realize that the Irish people were such great singers and belters and storytellers. And um, yeah, man, I just met a lot of other cultures, even Arab culture, the Kurds from Iraq. And I learned different cultural value that's not my own so that broadened my horizon to different styles of music mm -hmm. and that's what makes me so eclectic today i'm not just a pop dancehall artist i'm a really eclectic artist that loves all different types of music yeah and it's interesting too because like some of your music too it does involve like different parts of different cultures you know you do know your other cultures besides just one yeah. i feel like that's what makes it really unique too is that like you your music that you make and the lyrics you write it has a story behind it and it talks about a certain something that's going on in the world. Exactly. I mean, I do have a lot of party songs now, like the Guan Get It, the recent single I released. The Guan Get It. I heard about yeah, the Guan Get It, so talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you've seen the recent uh, interview. I think we're going to talk about that uh, on ABC. I, I was doing a song called Ponder Road. Yeah. So that's something about something personal and something serious to the world and to the masses mm -hmm. it's more of a serious song and i know we were talking about that earlier about that you wrote it you know to be the voice of people who are you know might on not the road and doing thing. yeah yeah so why why was that song so special to you because i was while i was on the road um touring in uh canada and ontario in the last year or so I just needed to write something more personable, you know, because I feel like it's the world is always not a party. It's not always like get up and go and party time. It's yeah. just serious situations going on. And uh, I just wanted to touch base on those things. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I did. I know I did on that song. And I yeah. felt that it um, relates to the times now. Yeah, no, especially the times now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so also you did besides music you did acting you did you're a SAG actor yourself um for anybody who might be listening to this who's maybe looking into the acting industry how did you get started in that area so I basically started as a stand-in and I was doing like uh extra roles and what have you and I got three waivers to get inducted into the uh to the SAG union the mm -hmm. SAG after union so I was in stuff like Knights of Prosperity. I was in uh, The Sopranos doing stand-ins. What what other shows? Yeah, in New York City, New Jersey area, the Tri-State area over there, I was doing those kind of things before I was union. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how I got in. So don't, that's what the people would have to do, or at least get one union uh, commercial yeah. or one union movie, and then you can actually join. And it's around one thousand six hundred dollars to join. After that, once you get your waivers. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel like that's a really good investment too for somebody who really wants to take it serious. I mean, it's not that much. Um, it's it's a good investment. Um, so talking about your new song, the one you're going to release in, in Christmas and new years, uh, tell us a little bit about more of that one about that. So that's a, a remix of the, uh, Guan get it single that everybody's, you know, liking right now, the, my latest release yeah. and it's produced by Audie Hewitt up there in London, Ontario. And it features uh Latin Grammy nominee, Chuck, uh, Cito rocks and four time Juno award Canadian hip hop icon, Chocler, which awesome. he's a great guy. He showed me a lot of love up there in Toronto. And uh, we were in the studio together when he dropped his verse. It was an awesome time, man, up there. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. And so following your timeline, so from the UK, is that when you came to El Paso? I went from the UK back to New York and then from New York to El Paso. Okay. And so from New York to El Paso, when you came here, how was that transition for you? Or how was the, the whole different vibe of it? Man, it was, I've never lived in a desert before. Yeah. And, um the whole society here and the whole vibe here is completely different from Staten Island and New York city itself. Um, the border, I've never lived in a border town before. And, um, most of my family is still back there or in England or Jamaica or New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. I don't really have any family here besides my parents. So it was kind of a, a tough transition, but I took that and I took my uniqueness of my cultural vibe because there's not many, Jamaican American guys down here or girls down here. Yeah. And, um, I used that to my advantage, man. And I, I just transitioned and started looking for uh, opportunity and I found it here, man, in El Paso. That's what yeah. I like about it. And you made your, Oh, I think I lost you there. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. You made your own uniqueness, right? Like I, I always tell people, I'm like, if you're, if you're doing anything, you yourself are a brand, you yourself are a business, you know, like you're representing yourself out to different people. So I feel like that's what makes um, somebody unique is that like when you come to El Paso and you're, you're different from everybody else, you know, you'll, you'll get more of the engagement, more of the, the eyes, more of the, the following um, yeah. because it's something that that's you. It's not, you're trying to copy somebody else. Um, True. I mean, but here in El Paso, because it's such a, this is a very unique area too. Sometimes yeah. you're too unique and you're, there's something, you're something that they're not used to as far as culturally. Because exactly. I'm doing like a Caribbean dance hall kind of mix with the EDM and stuff like that. It takes time for people to get used to you and you have to find like a, a common ground. So with this new single, what I did is I added in the reggaeton kind of vibration into it and i kind of mixed my genre with if, I, if here. that makes sense yeah, yeah. I did that you know and and i think it worked man and then it just so happens reggaeton is huge everywhere right now no and and i love that i love that you did that like you mixed like a culture that's already here and you mixed yeah, it and that's your very own and you actually pieced it together very perfectly you know a lot of people they just do it not knowing what they're doing but you did it very you like in a smooth way yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't, it didn't just come together like that. We, like, originally, I always had Cedar Rocks on the track because mm-hmm. he agreed to be on there. But once I went up to Toronto, I networked up there. I got different people in play and I got introduced to Chocolate, the, the Canadian hip hop icon, you know? Yeah. And that's how he got to come on the track. And it just meshed together, man. So we ended up getting 
hip hop, reggaeton, pop, and dancehall all on the same track. All of it in one. That's really cool. That's really amazing. Um, so how is your how is your creative process like in creating a song from when you first write it up until you release it? So, I mean, it actually started here in El Paso at Star City Studios. I don't know if you know that, knew that. Yeah. Did you know no, that? I didn't know that, no. But no, tell us about it. <laughs> so, it started there, and um, a guy named uh, James Ballou, who's an engineer there, uh, came up with the rhythm. And uh, he started it, and I wrote to it, and what have you. And I started helping him with the vibe and stuff like that, because he wasn't really used to creating a dancehall reggae sound yeah he wasn't really used to that so we had to actually get more people involved and that's when i sent it up to audie hewitt the rhythm of soul producer up in uh, london ontario and he finished and brought the project to the next level mm-hmm. and then we added in child claire and the rest is history so so here in el paso is where you first actually started making your own music right like as yourself I, no i started making my own music in new york city so doing all that you know what were probably some critical points or a little bit like some sacrifices that you had to make in order to keep continuing in your path? So, I mean, like self-sacrifice, I had to really just focus on that, man. Like, uh, thank God I had the, the monetary value to keep on going and, and pursuing this goal. And I just stayed focused on that. And I uh, sacrificed going out and just having regular party and I don't I'm not a big partier to be honest with you I really stay focused on what I'm doing so Mm -hmm. I just sacrificed you know having extra fun as far as going out to clubs and doing all those things and I just buckled down and I said you know what I'm gonna even go further I'm gonna go up to Toronto and uh, make more networking and more connections for this track because after the song is done you need to make other networking and uh, connections to market this situation. Yeah. And I did. Oh, I got two PR campaigns. I got the song distributed on uh, Sony The Orchard. Mm-hmm. So that song, the original version of the song was, went on to Sony. Nice. Wow. Um, so going into the marketing part, a lot of musicians, especially here locally or any, any artists, um, that's something that they may lack sometimes is like not knowing how to market their music or get out there more. I know most of it is reaching out to people, networking, but maybe what are some key things that you would probably share of like the key points in marketing your music? So first of all, you have to know your brand. You got to very precisely key down things that are you and special and unique to you as an artist and as a brand. Mm-hmm. So once you have that, then you have to find like say on Instagram, you got to find the right hashtags. You got to find the right um, imagery that fits you as an artist. You have to find that. You have to find something that's uniquely you to get that niche. Because remember, there's millions of artists out there. Yeah. You have to have things that's going to really be specifically you. You yeah. have to have a catchphrase that's specifically you. Like me, I use the Jamaican in the 915. I use Matt U. Johnson, you know? That's who I I use things that kind of contribute to my culture down here. And that sets me apart from the other dance hall artists. You Mm -hmm. feel what I'm saying? And I'm doing that. And that's what I uh, tell. um, That's what I'm really trying to tell every other artist to do. They just have to get something that's uniquely them. Don't try to be like anybody else. You can get motivation from other artists or whatever other actors or painters what have you but you always have to specify things that is uniquely you 
exactly like be you yeah yeah um so who who are some of the role models i guess that you you grew up um looking for looking up to man i have even some that are old like from back in the day like sting shaggy sean paul uh i even like people like mike posner um seal uh, who else i like post malone like the newer age things oh yeah lincoln park man mike yeah. Shinoda, chester bennington rest in peace chester um shoot incubus i love incubus mm -hmm. uh red hot chili peppers bob marley of course the whalers peter tosh from the whalers bunny whaler like man there's so many bro that influenced mm -hmm. me and what did, what did you learn from them like what what type of things that you see in them that kind of helped you i learned so many things from so many different people spirituality learning how to have discernment of the spirit you know, mm -hmm. like learning how to have, you know, when you're doing business with others, how to figure people out. And so, you know, because, man, I've I've been living in so many different major cities, London, L.A., New York, Miami, you know, mm -hmm. Kingston, all these different places. And in these places, you can come across so many crazy people. So you're going to have to learn how to deal with these people. Yeah. And that's the things I had to learn from these other people that I was looking up to. Mm -hmm. And they're... Stuff. I like how you mentioned that because I was like, I always tell people the same thing. I'm like, if you're ever going to do anything in life, the number one thing you have to do is learn how to deal with people. You got to learn how to have patience with them. You got to learn how to talk to people. Exactly, bro. Um, you know, also listening to your music, people who listen to your music, what do you really hope that they get out of your music? Well, I hope they get motivation, positivity, drive, and I just hope they feel good listening to my music because I like to make feel-good vibes, bro. Mm -hmm. If you listen to my music, it's positive and it's and it's a feel-good vibe. It's it's a it's a vibe, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like how you like how you, we mentioned in the beginning where it's like you yeah. mix different cultures, you put your own cultures in it. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, you know what what's next coming up for you? Like I know you've had these past things that you've done. You're having your new release on Christmas, New Year's. After that, where do you plan to go, or what do you plan to do? So right now we're still focusing on the uh, Jamaican in the 915 web series. We're going to be continuing that. Mm -hmm. But after that, we're going to be making new music, new singles. And then I'm going to be um, concentrating on the LP, bro. So you even have like your own little show. And I know it's like the first two episodes were about wearing your mask, yeah. you know, just kind of educating. Yeah, that one was really cool for me to watch. I like that one a lot. Um, you know, this is kind of a, a more... Eddie's question is like if you um if you could open up a show for anybody who would you open up for wow that's a big 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 thing I you know right now if I was to say in the like the pop dance hall international realm I would I would have to say Sean Paul man Sean, Sean Paul if it had to be somebody in the hip-hop realm maybe like Post Malone mm -hmm. somebody like that if it had to be somebody in the R&B realm maybe somebody like uh Fantasia Barino or Beyonce in the rock realm at Lincoln Park for sure. Mike Park. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, those are really good ones. I like those. Yeah, those are really good yeah. people to open up for. Um, you know, along your whole your whole career, what what mistakes did you make that you've also learned from that you know taught you something? So I mean, I would have to say I, everybody makes mistakes. I've made tons of them. I would have to say that you have to create the music that you really want to put out there just don't really 
go with the flow and go with the what's popular. Mm-hmm. You have to go with music that really fits your brand and who you are. So at times when I was like younger, I would make, oh, you know, this is popular. And then just make what was popular and what was popping. And then that trend would go out. Yeah. And then it would, oh, you know, because you want to make timeless music and want to make music that people can remember you specific, specifically for. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100% on that. Like what characteristics would you say are important to keep as a music artist? Just uh, genuality, man, uniqueness. Like I've been saying in the last uh, for five, six minutes, bro, just keep unique and keep true to who you are and your upbringing and your musical values that you was upraised on. Because if you do that, it's going to be something uniquely genuine and unique to you. Yeah. And, and I agree with that. Like we can't stress, I think we stress that in every single episode that we do is just, you know, be unique, be yourself, have patience. That's almost literally everything we mentioned in every, pretty much every other episode. Um, so during your time here in El Paso, um, what are other kind of key things or major things that you've done or you hope to do? Well, I've done everything here. The news, I've done Minor Palooza. I've done uh, Fiesta de las Flores. I've done Generation 2000 at the uh, convention center. Mm-hmm. I've done um, all the media outlets. I've done like news, everything here. And um, what else have I done? here? I've even done stuff over in New Mexico, man. I've done NMSU stuff there, radio interviews there. Mm-hmm. I've done, um, actually, you know what? I don't know if everybody, I, I, know, I know a few people know this, but I've done a national commercial here. Really? In El- oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Which called a, a Mentality, bro. It's a Go Army. Oh, really? You did one of the Go Army commercials, really? Yeah, man. Cool. And I was one of the main actors there. Nice, nice. So, um, you know, kind of like these last two questions that I wanted to ask you, and I know you were thinking about these um, ahead of the time, is, you know, compared to where you're at now, what is something that you know now you wish you would have known when you first got started? I wish I would have known how to market better. And I wish I would have known that I could just take my time and just build until I got something that I really, really, really want to put out and not just rush things. Yeah. Because when you rush things, it's never going to be what you really wanted to put out. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my past self to take my time with my material and uh, who I am as an artist and my brand and build slowly till I get to the point where I'm really satisfied Mm-hmm. with what i put out yeah and, and i like that too because i always tell people too i'm like don't go to a to z you know go a b c d e f g you exactly know? you'll get there quicker rather than just jumping not knowing what the hell you're doing you know um take the time to learn and invest in it and you know educate yourself in what you're doing if you do want to pursue it and you have the passion for it um exactly like take take the time to learn from it and then, um, well, I guess the other one would be any type of piece of advice, but I'm pretty sure it might be uniqueness. But besides uniqueness, what else would you advise somebody coming up, barely getting started to do? Stay true to yourself. Always be who you are and never forget where you come from and your core values. And mm-hmm. always help somebody that's on the rise because you never know when they can return the favor or you know, always be nice to the people that support you. Always ne- never forget them because the same people that support you on the way coming up, it's like if you go back down and you need help, you know, they're, those are going to be the same people you see around. 
So, you know, oh, you know, you always got to be. You never know when it's going to bite back. Yeah. Yeah, man. You always got to be genuine and and stay Mm -hmm. true to who you are and be yourself. Never change. And and I know I just learned this, but I want whoever's going to be listening to this or whoever's watching is like Guam. Mention what Guam means again. I was really amazed by it. And I, I actually like it. So like Guan is uh, is the Jamaican patois word for go get it. You know, it's just like orderly, you know, like, oh, like, go get it, man, fast, quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, but in that song, Guan, get it. I'm just telling the girl, go get it. You know what I mean? Guan, get it. Yeah, zim it, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying stuff like that. You know, Guan, get it. Mm-hmm. Go dance. You know what I mean? Have a good time. Just yes, do it. do it. Do it good. Do it bad. You know, mm-hmm. broke up, broke up. There you go. What is that? What is broke up? I mean, dance, dance. Oh, dance. I mean? <laughs> dance in a good way, you know, in a sexy way, you know? Yeah, these are these are really interesting things to learn. I, I always like learning a new culture, a new language, you know, like the, the different terms and all that. It's pretty cool. Um, so before we let you go, you know, where is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, stay tuned for that uh, new Christmas remix dropping after Thanksgiving. And also catch me at www.mattujmusic.com and uh, mattujmusic on Instagram, Facebook, and at mattujmusicme on Twitter. Awesome. I, damn, dude. I appreciate you being on the show. You know, I appreciate you taking the time to be here with me and, you know, have this show, this podcast episode with us. Um, you know, it's, it's a great experience for a lot of people to, to, to learn from it. And that's, I know something that we talked about before we got started with the show is like, you know, why did I create this? is to give yeah, people type of like a an advice or type of like pathway that they can hear from people who are, are experienced and professional like yourself, you know, to go out I there and, and learn from you, you know, and learn from what you've done and how you can advise them. You know, there's just different outlets that we're trying to reach out to you. Like, you know, you have your own outlet, but you come on this show and, you know, you have this outlet of like getting your word out there more to them, um, you know, and I feel like it's, it's very unique and it helps a lot. So, um, Matthew, I'm gonna let you go, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you being on the show. No, thanks for having me, man. Bless up, man. Bless up to El Paso creatives all the time. Stay creative. That's why I say. Exactly. I think that was our motto at one point too, was like, stay, stay creative. But, um, I'm gonna let you go, man. Guam get it, bro. Bless up.